Do you ever find yourself trying to tame your inner critic? Feeling drained and exhausted because it won't stop picking away at everything you do and say. Would you like to know how to shut up your inner critic so you can learn how to be kinder to yourself? That's what I'm talking about this week here on Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast that teaches you how to look after your well-being. So get comfortable and let's talk about mental health. Hello and welcome to episode 190 and thanks so much for joining me as I talk about your inner critic and mental health. I'm Jeremy Godwin and I share practical tips you can apply immediately based on quality research and my own personal experience following a breakdown in late 2011 that changed my life. Each week I look at how to improve one specific aspect of your well-being. In this episode I'll be talking about what your inner critic is and what it isn't why dealing with it matters, and how to manage your inner critic for the sake of your mental health. So, let's talk about your inner critic. Are you kidding me with this? Who the hell do you think you are? Have you lost the plot with this one? No, these are not things that have been said to me on social media, thankfully. They are very PG versions of the types of thoughts that go through my head sometimes. When my inner critic decides I've dropped the ball on something or that I've made an outright mistake. I say sometimes because this is something I've been working really hard on addressing, but my default mode is to criticize myself until the end of time. Am I the only one whose inner voice tends to skew towards the critical by default unless I work really hard to keep it in line? Actually, I already know the answer to that question. I'm definitely not alone, because this is one of the most common things I talk to people about on a regular basis, and in a bit, I'll talk you through some of the common reasons why that voice likes to come for us at any time of the day or night, and especially at night when you're trying to sleep, and instead, it's decided to walk you through a highlight reel of all the stupid things you said and did in 2008. <laughs> now, the good news is, that you can absolutely take control of that voice and manage it in a way that turns your focus more towards constructive criticism so that you can grow while feeling a lot less terrible about yourself. However, the bad news is that it takes time, effort and perseverance. I know, I know, wouldn't it be great to just pop a pill or say a mantra and fix these types of challenges? But you can't, because all that does is suppress the issue for a little while until it eventually comes back with a vengeance. So today, I'm going to teach you how to invest your energy into working on that little voice over the longer term, just like I've been doing in the past year or so, and quite effectively, I might add. And I'll share a whole bunch of ways you can get that voice under control. Let's first go through some definitions and let's talk about what is your inner critic. When we talk about the idea of an inner critic, we're referring to that nagging little voice inside our head that comments on and critiques our actions, decisions, or self-worth. It's our own internal commentator and it often focuses on our flaws and failures rather than our strengths and successes. 
Now, it's essential to remember that almost everyone has an inner critic to some extent. It's a common aspect of the human experience, and it often stems from our instinctive need to fit into society and to avoid making mistakes. Plus, for some of us, it can be a callback to highly critical voices from our childhood. For example, if our parents or primary caregivers were exceptionally critical in our formative years, or if we had to develop adaptive behaviours to deal with an unstable or unsafe home environment, chances are that we'll develop into adults who are always seeking the approval of others as a means of staying safe or finding validation. And that, of course, can lead us into some very messy and messed up situations if we're not careful. So, expanding on that, let me explain a little further why the inner voice can be such a nasty piece of work with a quote from an article in the Washington Post, which is linked in the transcript available at ltamh.com in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. The quote is, Its methods may seem harsh, but its intentions are noble. The inner critic is hypervigilant, anxiously scanning the environment for threats. The inner critic is activated when we're trying to survive because it's trying to keep us alive. Unfortunately, it sees everything as a threat at some point, especially other people. Social rejection is a real threat to our survival, and the inner critic tries to protect us by shaming us before someone else might. It attacks to push us to develop characteristics that society rewards, such as competence. It calls us stupid or fill-in-the-blank to motivate us to do better. And again, that article is linked in the transcript. So, our inner critic is born out of our innate desire to fit into society and avoid making mistakes. So, it's a form of self-protection. However, the challenge is when that voice becomes too dominant, because then it can really start to negatively affect our mental well-being by fostering self-doubt, poor self-esteem, anxiety, and low self-worth. On a positive note, it's completely possible to manage our inner critic. Some people find it helpful to reframe those critical thoughts into more positive or constructive ones, and I'll come back to that idea in a little bit. What's most important for you to understand up front is that the voice in your head isn't perfect and it isn't always right. It's trying to protect you and because it's being hypervigilant, it can take practically anything and blow it out of proportion. This is one of those thoughts are not facts things that I remind you of often in this show. Just because you think it, that doesn't make it true. I can think I have a rainbow-coloured unicorn all I like, but it's not true, is it? Your inner critic isn't this flawless and dependable voice guiding you towards sainthood and perfection. It's merely your mind reflecting your fears and insecurities. 
So while your inner critic can be quite a nuisance sometimes, or worse, understanding its nature can be the first step in turning it from a harsh judge into a supportive guide. I'll come back to that in a bit, but first, let's take a moment to talk about why dealing with your inner critic matters. And since I like to state the obvious sometimes, let me do so here with great enthusiasm and joy. If you let your inner critic run the show, you're going to feel like crap. And honestly, who wants that? I don't know about you, but when given a choice between feeling terrible about myself versus feeling positive, I'm going to pick the positive option every time. Here's the thing. This is a basic, fundamental, quality of life thing we're talking about here. If that voice in your head is continuously heckling you like those two old geezers in the Muppets, or if it's tearing you to shreds with a bunch of mean observations that would make Bianca Del Rio look like a nun, eventually you're going to find it harder and harder to feel good about yourself. And that's no way to live. I think that Sadly, a lot of people just put up with their inner critic because they think that there's not a lot they can do about it, or that it's pushing them to be better. While yes, it certainly intends to help you be better, it's actually making things way worse because it's eating away at your self-belief and self-respect. Have you ever heard that old saying, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar? First of all, gross. I hate flies. And second of all, the meaning of that saying is that there are many different ways to achieve the same outcome, and often there's a much kinder option. Always, always choose the kinder option, people. Look, this is about the most important thing in your life, your happiness and mental well-being. If you feel good about yourself, you're going to feel far more satisfied in life and have significantly better self-esteem than if you spend all or most of your time belittling yourself for every little thing you do and say. If you're constantly battling with a voice that puts you down, makes you doubt your abilities, or paints a bleak picture of your future, It can be emotionally draining and damaging. It can keep you stuck in a cycle of self-doubt and self-sabotage, preventing you from fully enjoying life and reaching your potential. And beyond that, it can also interfere with your relationships, as well as things like your work performance and even your career progression. If your inner critic is continually telling you that you're not good enough or that you'll fail, you might be more inclined to avoid challenging opportunities, whether it's a job promotion, a challenging project, or even developing deep personal connections. Now, if you're someone who struggles to detach from these types of negative self-beliefs, it's absolutely essential to understand that this critic isn't your enemy. In fact, it genuinely believes it's protecting you. It developed as a result of your past experiences and learned behaviors, often as a way to avoid potential harm or failure. 
And so it's convinced it's doing the right thing by keeping you safe, even if your logical brain can see that it's giving creepy, the call is coming from inside the house vibes. The problem is that if you just try to fight against it, then it's going to go into full-on fight mode, and then you will just end up waging a war on yourself that you can never win. Which means that the only logical suggestion, and in fact the one that is the most effective, is to make friends with that voice. At this point, you may be thinking, I have lost my mind, but I promise you I haven't. And in a moment, I'm going to talk you through how to make your inner critic work for you. But first, let's take a quick break to hear from the brands who help keep this show running. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back. So now let's get into the how-to part of today's episode and let's talk about how to manage your inner critic for the sake of your mental health. So I'm going to start with a few ideas of what to do in the moment if your inner critic is in overdrive. First, pause and take a moment. Because if you just immediately react when your inner critic starts nagging away at you, then you're going to be running on pure emotion. And that's when things tend to get messier than a hands-free pie-eating contest. Whenever we're highly stimulated by something, our brain first tries to detect whether or not it's a threat. Since that process can take anywhere from a few seconds to a few minutes in extreme situations, that means we're often running on pure adrenaline and instinct And we need to allow time for our calm, logical, rational minds to catch up and join the conversation so we don't jump to conclusions or make rash decisions. Stop what you're doing, close your eyes, gently breathe in and out, and count to at least 30 seconds, longer if you can. And then move on to my next point which is consider what is going on. And that's about labeling what you're feeling and what exactly it is that your inner critic is focused on. 
For example, if it's telling you off for making a mistake, then is that because you feel embarrassed, ashamed, scared? Label the specific emotion or emotions. And then once you're clear on what is happening, move on to my next point, which is consider why it's happening. And this is where the true power of self-knowledge comes in, because when we challenge ourselves to recognize and label our emotions, we can then better understand what's really going on. I guarantee you that the majority of things that we find ourselves criticizing ourselves over are rarely ever that important or life-shattering. They just simply feel it at the time because we're caught up in the emotion of it all. Pause, breathe, label your emotions, then identify why you feel that way. And by the time you do all that, you will be much calmer and more in control. And that's when you can move on to my next point, give yourself time to process, and then respond. Because we often rush to deal with things, especially if our inner critic is nagging away at us, but it's always going to be much more effective and peaceful if you give yourself a few minutes or longer if possible. Take some time to feel what you need to feel and then consider what you want to or need to do next. And if the situation involves another person, then my go-to is to just be upfront and tell them that I need a little time to think things through and that I'll come back to them shortly. Just don't leave it for days or weeks to get back to them though. Okay, next, write it out to get it out. Because these kinds of thoughts can either just stay stuck in your head, where they'll usually just go round and round, or you can get them out, even if it's just temporarily. A good way to do this is to have a worry journal, which you specifically only use as a vessel for channeling your worries into. Just take my advice and A, use actual pen and paper. It's a more effective way of releasing the energy. And B, don't go back and read it. Or at least don't read it until days or weeks later, because there's not going to be anything constructive in there for you. You may want to come back and look at it later to identify themes and recurring types of thoughts as a way of building your self-awareness, but give yourself the benefit of some time before you do that. Okay, so now I want to talk you through some more long-term things you can and should do to work on your inner critic, starting with work on improving your self-awareness. Because awareness plays a key role in better mental health. After all, you can't change what you don't notice. Start by tuning in and becoming aware of when your inner critic starts mouthing off. What triggers it? What does it say? Make yourself some notes and monitor it over time. By doing that, you'll begin to see patterns associated with the way this voice operates, and that can help you find opportunities to intervene or to approach things a little differently. I mentioned the idea of a worry journal before, and that can be a really effective tool to help you better understand that voice as well. Next, stop resisting your inner critic, because resistance is futile, or at least that's what the Borg in Star Trek would have us believe. 
Personally, I'm a fan of always pushing yourself to do and be better while also acknowledging when to accept that what is is what is. And the fact of the matter is that most, if not all of us, have an inner dialogue that helps to steer our thoughts and actions. Instead of fighting it, learn to accept it, because it isn't going anywhere. But, and I say this very firmly, you can most definitely challenge it. So, that leads to my next point. Work on improving your inner critic. And this is the one that has been most effective for me, especially over the past year or so, in combination with taking time to identify what I'm feeling and why. So, the thing is that you have the ability to modify how you interact with your inner voice, particularly when it tends to be a bit too critical. The idea is to proactively reshape this relationship, turning the critic from an adversary into a friend, a supportive companion on your journey. There are lots of ways to do that, but the two most effective that I've focused on have been to A, call it out whenever it's using absolute statements. In other words, when it says things like, you always do that, or you never do this, because nothing in life is ever completely 100% this way or that way. So I challenge the voice to use the word sometimes instead, which softens the message. And B, I ask it to focus on solutions instead of just problems, because what you look for is what you find. This is particularly helpful for dealing with imposter syndrome, which I covered recently in episode 181. Okay, next, work on your self-acceptance and personal growth. Because when you accept who you truly are, flaws and all, and you also give yourself space to try new things in order to grow, regardless of whether or not you make mistakes along the way, which, to be fair, you probably will, you begin to show yourself greater kindness and compassion, which are two things that play a huge role in good mental health. After all, if you can't be supportive and understanding towards yourself, then how can you expect others to be? I've talked about this stuff in a few recent episodes, self-acceptance in episode 154 and evolution and personal growth in episode 187, to name a couple. And so my main point here is simply to be more conscious of the way you treat yourself. Oh, and if you're prone to perfectionism in particular, which many people with a highly active inner critic tend to be, then you'll find episode 98, which was all about, funnily enough, perfectionism to be helpful. Okay, next, set boundaries. And just like you'd hopefully set and maintain clear boundaries with a hypercritical person in your life, you can do the same with your inner critic. For example, you might decide on a specific time each day to address your worries or concerns, and then tell your inner critic not to intrude on your thoughts outside of these times. Next, use positive affirmations, because regularly repeating positive statements to yourself can help to shift your mindset over time. This could be something like, I am capable and resilient, 
or I am worthy of love and success. Find a few that work for you and incorporate them into your daily routine. It might feel strange at first, but with repetition, these affirmations can begin to counteract the negative messages you get from your inner critic. Okay, next, focus on gratitude, because gratitude can really help to shift your focus from the negative to the positive. I do this every morning as part of my daily self-care and reflection routine, and I have a simple digital tool available on my website or at the link in the episode description, which will show you how to incorporate this and other practices in order to massively improve your mental health in just 10 to 15 minutes a day. So if that sounds helpful, go check that out at the link in the episode description. It's a really helpful tool that will make a huge difference. Another thing you can try is my next point, create a strengths list. And this simply involves writing down your strengths, your achievements, and all the things you like about yourself. Then, when your inner critic starts chipping away at your self-esteem, take a look at your list as a reminder of the things you value about yourself. Next, critically analyze the critic. Because critical thinking is actually one of the most important skills any of us can develop in terms of how we approach not only ourselves, but the world around us. Sit down and have a mental dialogue with your inner critic. Ask it questions like, why are you saying this? Or, what's your intention? You might find that your inner critic is just trying to protect you from failure or rejection in its own misguided way. Similar to what I said earlier, when you understand it, you can better manage it. Okay, next, create an inner advocate. So alongside your inner critic, you might want to create an inner advocate as a voice that stands up for you, reminding you of your strengths, cheering you on, and countering the critic's harsh words. Another thing to do could be to embrace your critic. And this might sound counterintuitive, but hear me out. Instead of pushing against the critic, thank it for its input and then move on. This can help to neutralize its impact. You're acknowledging its presence without engaging in an internal argument. Again, resistance is futile. So when in doubt, come at things from a different angle. Okay, next, seek professional help. And this one applies to everyone, but especially if your inner critic feels overwhelming. It might be helpful to seek support from a mental health professional, like a psychologist or counsellor, who can provide you with tailored strategies and tools to manage your inner critic and improve your self-esteem. And you'll find more tips for tackling your inner critic in my latest video, which is available now on YouTube and Spotify. Because when it comes to your inner critic and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. That voice inside your head that thinks it knows everything and that you're doing it all wrong is really just your mind trying to keep you safe. When you meet that voice with compassion and acceptance, you're better able to manage it and reduce the impact it has on you. But remember, your inner critic has been with you for a very long time, so it might take a while to reduce its influence. However, each step you take towards managing it 
no matter how small, is a victory. Celebrate those small wins. Over time, they will add up to a more positive, empowering self-dialogue and a happier, healthier mind. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? Each week, I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by the writer Darleem Lancer, and it is, Don't be a victim of your thoughts. Let me repeat that. Don't be a victim of your thoughts. All right, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about alcohol. For many of us, alcohol consumption is so woven into the fabric of our society that we barely even notice just how inextricably it's linked with our day-to-day lives or the impact it has on our mental and physical well-being. But there is a dark side to alcohol usage, and I'm not just talking about those who drink excessively. More and more science is now emerging looking at the dangers of even low-level alcohol consumption. And as much as I'm sure many of you probably don't want to hear about stuff like that, I don't think I'd be doing my job properly if I didn't challenge you to think about uncomfortable topics from time to time. So next time, I'll be talking about what alcohol is and what it isn't, why understanding alcohol matters, and how to manage alcohol in a thoughtful way for the sake of your mental health. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 6th of August, 2023. Follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast platform to stay up to date with new episodes. And remember that I also create weekly videos with extra content. You'll find my videos on YouTube and Spotify. If you'd like more tips to help you look after your mental health, then sign up for my free newsletter, Thursday Thoughts. Plus, follow my two Instagram accounts, LTA Mental Health and It's Jeremy Godwin, where I post extra content daily. And if you'd like ad-free episodes, as well as early access a full week before everyone else, then become a supporter on Patreon. You'll find all of those linked in the episode description and in the transcript at ltamh.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world, because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. Let's Talk About Mental Health is an independent program proudly produced by Reconnaissance Media, helping you find meaning and gratitude. For more information, visit reconnaissancemedia.com.